Welcome to the Immigrant Entrepreneurs Show, where our mission is to inspire, influence, and impact other immigrant entrepreneurs to live their dream and create the future they want. My guest today is Ali Manucheri. Yes, you heard it right. This is going to be a solo podcast where I talk to you guys, share about what's been going on in the last year, but also since we started creating and building the Immigrant Entrepreneurs Podcast, but also the community and everything that comes with it. I'm going to talk about the lows and highs that I've experienced in um, the last year, and I'm going to be as raw and as real as it can be, okay? So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. And you guys know a good thing about having your own podcast is that you get to talk about whatever you whatever you want. And um, so, yeah, let's start. Let's start. And by the way, this is not scripted. I have my I have my notes here because I wanna I wanna talk about a few things that I believe is important to me, but also um, the audience is gonna benefit from. But um, other than the notes that I have, it's not scripted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go free flow and I'm going to talk about everything that I have experienced myself. Because I preach about being an immigrant entrepreneur and I need to walk the talk. So um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do today and um, share everything what, what I experienced. So first things first, it's, so by, by the way, by the time you guys get to hear this, I'm already in Switzerland, okay? And um, let me tell you, this was exactly exactly a year ago, February 2023, when um, my family and I moved to the U.S., to Tampa, in Florida. And um, none of us had ever lived in Tampa before. We had no idea where Tampa was. And um, I came here for... Two nights, 48 hours, in a couple of months before we decided moving to Tampa. And it felt right. It felt right coming here. And then I went back and told my wife what it felt like. And she agreed to um, to moving. Our son <laughs> was was uh, not in an age and the position to, um, to have a vote. So he just moved with us. Um, when we moved here... I had high expectations, and I'll get into that in a second, what it means having high expectations from myself, but also from what I was creating and I was building. At the same time, I knew that it was going to be a challenge because I I literally had no network here, and I had to build not only build a business and create a business, but also build everything that is needed for my family and myself to survive and basically, um, yeah, build, build our, create our um, environment, the new environment that we were going to be in. And so when we got here, um, we started, you know, looking for places to live. We had a place that we had rented for, couple of weeks which was basically an airbnb owned by a friend of mine 
And um, yeah, basically everything that you can imagine from finding out where the grocery store is to getting a, um, getting a local number for myself and for, for my wife and everything else, um, it was very humbling. It was an absolute humbling experience because coming, coming from a place that I have, you know, I have a huge network, an amazing network, know a lot of people, um, can get things done easily by making a phone call or reaching out to people within my network. This experience was very humbling. But not only for that, and also for learning basically everything new, although I have had been in business for decades, been a business owner and an entrepreneur for decades, but when you come to a new territory and also new um, new business fields, then you basically have to learn everything that is needed in in order to make this a success. And um, I'll get I'll get there um, in in a minute. So we got here. Um, you know, I realized soon that nobody was waiting for me to come to the U.S. and, and change the world. And um, yeah. Um, so learned learned about that pretty quickly and pretty hard, and then I was like, okay, what is the best way to you know to get to know a lot of people? And obviously for me was networking. You know, I've been always a um, great net- networker. I also enjoy networking and meeting people. So I start I started literally going to every event I could to network just to get to meet people, other people. I did not care about what their level was. When I say level, level of business, level of entrepreneurship, and so on and so forth, I just wanted to meet people. I just wanted to talk to anyone and everyone that I could get a chance from the guy or the gal on the, on the cashier on the, in the grocery store to whoever was serving me in the coffee shop to... Um, if I if I was taking an Uber to the Uber driver, so from everyone I could learn something and get some sort of information that I would literally use for my you know to my knowledge and and um, get to know uh, get to know the area a little better. Soon after that, I was lucky enough to surround myself with the people that would open doors, introduce me to other people. And um, I really feel blessed for having that until this day. Um, I, have, I have made friends that really are um, meaningful to me here in Tampa who I, who I didn't, didn't know anything about a year ago. I, did, I had no idea they would exist. So, um, and, then, and then, of course, everything else that came with the experience of moving homes, finding the, finding the um, neighborhood that we wanted to be in and deciding on what was the, what was the, right, the right decision to make at this, at this phase of life. We decided to um, rent a place that um, was fully furnished because we wanted to get to know the area a little better. And I'm not going to go into details. So we found a great place that suited us and our needs and our expectations. And then, um, of course, I had to also 
be involved in the businesses that I had back home, but also the ones that um, I was creating here in the U.S. And I had a goal when I came to the U.S. I had a goal of making one million dollars in net income for the for the year 2023, only in the U.S. Not not including what was going on in Switzerland. And let me tell you. <laughs> I failed. I failed that goal. So if anyone is thinking I hit that goal, no, I didn't by far. I missed that goal by far. And um, looking back, I'm really grateful for that because all the things that I learned from missing that goal, number one, I learned that it's very humbling when you um, when you hit a goal and you miss it and you you know you get imposter syndrome. You're like, oh, I'm not worthy of having this. I cannot make this. I cannot do that because I'm not good enough. That's what I had going on in my mind back then. But um, what thank God changed. And from there, um, I went to a, I would call it a grind phase that everything felt so hard. And now looking back retrospectively, I understand why. Because I was always in lack. I was always in lack and I was always chasing something. Um, when I say something, the things that I that I thought would make me happier as a person, but, as, but also as a um, family man and a business owner. And of course, if you when you chase something, guess what happens? The more you chase it, the further away it goes, right? And all the things that I'm saying now, I already knew that because I, have be, I had been through so many experiences and challenges in life. But when you're in that situation, when you're dealing with it, or in my case, when I was dealing with it, it was not always easy to tap into that knowledge and to tap into that source of information that I already had for myself. That's why I also believe when you when we go through hard times, through challenges, is always so important to zoom out and look at the bigger picture. Look at what we had experienced or I had experienced in the past, how I came out of these situations, how I came out of these challenges, how I survived everything without going under. But again, when you're in it, it's not always easy. So... Um, yeah, I was going through a grind. I was going through a grind. I, um, you know, expected things to be easier. I'm honest. I'm completely honest. I expected things to be easier because I was like, hey, um, I have all this experience, all this life experience. I've learned so many lessons in my life. Now where I am at at this stage of my life, I expect to things to be easier. And things were not easy at all. I'm telling you, this was, so looking back again, I do believe that 2023 was the year, even maybe within the last 10 to 15 years, that I learned the most, gained the most um, experience in my life, and learned the biggest lessons in my life. So again, I'm so grateful for everything that I went through, and I'm, I'm going to get into it in a minute what it was like and what it was everything when I say everything that I went through. So um, I'm, I'm in this situation going through the grind, dealing with the um, business challenges that, you know, um, were not 
were not moving as fast and as expected or projected. And, you know, when I say um, I was going through that, it's not like I was sitting... I was sitting um, back and expecting things to fall on my lap. No, I was I was working hard. Also, in my opinion, smart to make things happen. But I was chasing things at the same time. Chasing my goals at the same time. Okay? So, as said, things didn't work out. And at the same time, I have my wife. I have my son. Um, and I feel, of course, I feel um, responsible for them. Right? Because although they agreed to coming to the U.S., I was the main, I would say, the main reason why we came to the U.S., right? I, I um, got, my, got my wife aligned to, to you know, um, to come to the U.S., but it was my motivation at first place and my idea to come here. And, of course, she agreed and... I made sure that I can live up to her expectations that she had when we decided to come here. So, um, and I'm dealing with all of these challenges, going through all the things that I'm going through, you know, um, business not moving as fast and moving from one house to the other house. We still hadn't settled. Um, So we're still moving from Airbnb to Airbnb. And then um, my wife is like, hey, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, God, this is um, this is coming at the time that I did not expect that. But um, it's a gift, right? When you when you get a gift like that, then um, what do you do? You're just grateful. You just accept it and are grateful for it. And um, so, of course, we we were happy and we were um, we were excited and. Then um, she starts going, and by the way, I have her permission, so I have talked to her, and I have asked her permission to talk about this, and um, she said, please do, because we we believe that other people might, you know, get something out of this, and these are things that we don't hear people talk about it. So, um, and because I do believe this this whole podcast and the whole show is not only about me, but it's only about the audience. That's the only reason I'm sharing all of this. And it's not, you know, maybe you can feel it um, through the camera. It's not always easy, but I'm going to do it anyways. So um, we realized or we, um, we, we learned that she's pregnant and we were excited and cheering and all the things that come with it when we find that, um, that you become parents again. And then um, she was going to see um, to see the doctor, and you know, you go to regular checkups and everything to to see every, if everything is fine with the baby. They said yeah, so um, everything was was good with the baby. The first two, three, four checks, everything was good. And at some point, they um, they tell us, hey, the baby is not growing, and the, or the baby is not growing the way it should be. And I'm like, you know, technology, um, science, they could all be wrong. We, we have faith that everything is going to be fine and our baby is going to be fine and um, nothing wrong with that. And let's just not focus on what we don't want, right? Because I also believe that the, the more we focus on something, the more we get fr- of it. 
So, um, you know, we, um, we said, hey, we focus on having a healthy baby. We fo- focus on having this child and, you know, already um, envisioning how, how it's going to be when uh, we have our second child um, coming, coming to our family. So, um, yeah, she kept going back and the doctors kept telling her, hey, the baby is not growing. And if we, if we don't see um, the next, I don't know, two, three, four weeks, I don't remember exactly. But if you don't get the, um, the growth with the baby, then, um, you know, things are not um, looking very positive or promising. So then again, from there, I, you know, I literally never thought about not having this baby um, or not having this baby be born healthy. So all I, and literally I, I, I had faith that this baby is going to be, is going to be born. It's going to be healthy and everything is going to be fine. So then my wife goes to that doctor check again. She comes back. She's like, they told me. Hey, within the next three, four days, you have to come in. And if the, you know, if we don't see the growth, then, um, yeah, it's, there is, there is, um, not much hope in that. So she comes back and, but they also have, you know, they took tests and they monitored everything and they will reach out to us and tell us if they see, um, any progress. So then they call her, they call her and they're like, hey, we have good news. Um, We see some progress in your blood work from the last test we took, which means the baby is growing, although we cannot see it on the, on the, um, on the images, but we have some, we have some positive progress that we are seeing. So long story short, then again, everything changed for us, you know, we, um, we had hopes that this is, and that was like, hey, it's working. You focused on what you want, and it's literally working because here are the results. So then she goes back within within three or four days, and they again give her the bad news that, um, you know, although we had the blood work giving us different results, but we don't see actual growth in the baby. And, um, yeah, we have to monitor very closely for the next five days to see what's going to happen. And potentially, potentially it could be a miscarriage. Or if it's not going to happen and if it's not going to, um, if it's not going to be a miscarriage within the la- next few days, then, um, you know, we have to, we have to do a surgery and basically remove the baby. So, um, again, she came back and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking about it now but it was, we were, we were going through so many emotions, lows and highs, and with all the things that we've had going on in our life, and I had going on in my business life, you know, moving from one, one place to the other, not having family close to us, being in a new, complete new environment, my wife not having her mom and her dad and her parents next to her and her brothers, so um, everything was very challenging, to say the least. Then um, I'm out on a Sunday, and she was like, my wife told me, hey, I'm feeling these things going on in my body, 
and I believe that something is happening and I'm losing the baby. I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, of course, a mom knows what's going on, right? I'm like, no, 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 don't um, lose. No, you don't definitely don't want to focus on that. You don't want to lose your faith. You don't want to think about think about the things that you don't want. All these good things, right? And um, she's like, yes, but that's 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 literally what I'm feeling. So, long story short, on a Sunday, I'm out with my son to the mall to get something, and then um, I get a call from my wife. She's like, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, okay, um, you know, we're almost done and we'll we'll be home soon. Is it bad? She's like, no, I just wanted to let you know that um, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, okay, we'll be home soon. Um, 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, we're on our way to literally get to the parking. She calls again. She's like, I'm losing a lot of blood. I'm like, we're about to pull to the garage. I'll be there the next three minutes. Where are you? Talk to me. So I keep talking to her. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm feeling very weak. I'm like, stay with me on the phone. And um, so we get home. I have my son with me. At that time, what was he? Um, he was, yeah, he was, he was close to become two years old. So we get home. I open the door. And I, of course, I know I have to make sure my son is okay, but also take care of my wife. We open the door. She, um, She's laying on the floor. There is blood everywhere. And the only thing, I care about two things. Number one, not let my son see this, what's going on. Number two, make sure she'll be fine as, as fast as possible. We can get her to... to to a doctor, hospital, wherever. So of course, my son, being close to his mom, he wants to he wants to run run to her and um, say hi because he doesn't know what's going on. And them seeing the blood, he doesn't see it. So I'm trying to keep him in the kitchen. And and it was a it was an Airbnb. It was a very small place we were staying. So literally everything was connected. So I'm telling my son, please stay in the kitchen. I have to I have to go and see um what's going on. Please stay in the kitchen. I don't want you to follow me. He would 99 out of 100 times he would not listen, but he did listen to me then. So he stays in the kitchen. He know, I mean, again, kids can feel what's going on. He looks at me and I literally never forget the the way he looked at me. He realized something is going on. I need his support. So he stayed in the kitchen. <clears throat> so he's in the kitchen. <coughs> I'm sorry. He's in the kitchen. <coughs> I get out to <coughs> to my wife. And she's like, I see her very weak, laying on the floor. And um, of course, um, I'm playing with with millions of thoughts going through my head, what is the first thing I need to do? Immediately, two things. I need to get her to a doctor. I need to make sure my son doesn't see that. So I don't want to go through all the details, but at some point, eventually, I got to cover the blood with a few towels. Of course, it was not, not everything was cleaned. My son doesn't bathe any longer. He comes out. His mom is on the floor. Um, 
I try to calm him down. Hey, everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. Dad is here. Mom is here. You know, she doesn't feel all right, but we get help. I call. I, I So I had literally no idea who to call. Seriously. I had no idea if I would have to call 911, if I to, had to call the police, if I, I had no idea where even to call the ambulance. So I call my, my business partner, who is a dear friend of mine, and I'm like, so he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. And I start to looking up who to call. Um, he answers. And I'm like, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, stay with me. I don't want you to fall asleep. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay with me. You talk to me. Because I, I've had similar experiences being in a, in a situation where, you know, someone, someone is about to pass out. And the last thing you want is for them to pass out. So um, I talk to her. I'm like, you stay with me. At the same time, I'm on the phone. At the same time, I'm making sure my my son doesn't go anywhere or um, doesn't doesn't freak out. And she's like, hey, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Don't don't take me anywhere. Okay. At some point, I realized she's not in a position to decide with all the things that she's going to tr- she's going through. She's not in a position to to decide. So long story short, my business partner is calling me back. I'm like, dude, this is what's been happening. And um, he's like, I'm on my way. So he comes, he gets into the apartment and he looks at her. He's like, hey, there's only one way. Call 911. So we call 911. I go and make sure. So he, he, him and his daughter take care of my son. They go take my son with them. I'm like, hey, you know, you're gonna be, you go play with them. And thank God he had close relationship with with his daughter, so he went with them without, you know, without um, freaking out. And now I finally get to do what I what I'm here to do, right? Take care of my wife. So we had called nine one one. In the meantime, nine one one shows up. We take her to a hospital with an ambulance, and. Of course, um, we lost the baby. We lost the baby, and she had to spend there a um, couple of hours. And they're like, "Hey, um, she'll be fine." And there is no, um, there is, you know, she's she's um, of course she's recovering, and she needs to go through all of that. And we will monitor everything that she's um, she's going through. But you know, this is basically what happens if, when someone when someone experience, is experiencing miscarriage. So, um, yeah, she she stayed at the hospital. I go pick up my son. We come back home. And um, at the same time that I was going through all these emotions and all these challenges, I also felt some sort of calm, I would call, call it, that literally was telling me, hey, it was not the right time. It was not it was not the right thing for you guys as a family, but maybe not maybe also not for the baby, because I do believe that babies when they their soul picks us as parents for us to be their parent. That's that's what I truly believe. Um and maybe we were not ready to become parents again. Maybe because of the things that we were going through. I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball. But looking back, everything I try to understand it, and I do understand it. 
So we went, we went through that challenge, and I'm like, God, what is this for? What is this? Why would this make sense with all the things that I'm experiencing and with all the things that we're going through? Why would this happen on top of it? And again, now looking back, you you don't you don't get get to question God's choices and God's decisions, right? Or universe or whatever higher power, whatever you you believe in. And um you just get to do one thing, accept it. Accept it and do not question it, right? So that's what we did. It bonded us as a family even closer together. And we said, hey, it happened. And there, there is a reason it happened, although we cannot understand it now. But there is a reason that it happened. And um, yeah, we're just going to accept it. So we moved on. We moved on and um, I went also through a couple of other challenges and um, I said, hey, there is, no, there is no reason for me to go through all these challenges without learning something out of it or learning everything out of it that it was for me to learn. Because I do believe if you go through, through experiences and challenges and and hardships in life and we don't learn then it becomes a then then it's not going to be a lesson right but when when we reflect on it when we learn something out of it then it's going to be a lesson so i learned my lessons um and i also learned one thing that you cannot chase anything that you believe you need to have right away you cannot you cannot shorten the amount of time that something needs to harvest to come to life regardless of if it's a business if it's a child if it's a new project you just have to number one have faith number two give it the time and the patience that it takes for it to harvest that was basically my biggest biggest lesson and at the same time never lose your faith that something better is there for you that it's going to come out on the other side and um, although I went through this this time and I had some I had some dark moments and I had some dark thoughts that um, that I can now easily look back on and talk about it here openly but yeah I was not always in a good spot you know and um, I also had imposter syndrome I was like I was questioning also myself, not only not only as a business leader and as a business owner. I was also questioning myself if I if I'm good enough to to lead a family, to provide for my family, basically, you know. And um, and I had to go through all of this to come out on the other side and to also to also get to do this what I'm doing today, right? Without going through all this shit, sorry my sorry my language, but I would not be here talking about to you guys talking about what I experienced. I would not literally, I would not have the guts to sit here and open up because believe it or not, it takes it takes a lot of confidence to sit here and talk about everything that I experienced and to show myself vulnerable and open up 
about everything that I went through, which was not so pleasant. But looking back, I feel blessed that I experienced all of this. Okay. Um, so yes, I experienced, or we experienced, I should say, all of this, and I was also questioning the things that I was doing in my in my um, business projects. You know, I was questioning, hey, is is that really the things that I want to do? And you get to question things usually when things become challenging, right? When things going smoothly, moving smoothly, you don't question. You're like, oh, it's okay, you know. It's not great, but it's fine. It's working. We're moving on and everything. So I questioned everything. And I reflected also a lot of what I wanted my life to be like moving forward. Um, my personal life, but also my professional life. Because I do believe in, you know, um, life is different, is built on different foundation that at the end of the day, they are going to play into, in, in, into one another. So, and I see my life being financially, mentally, when I say mentally, I mean my soul and spirit and mind being aligned, financially being aligned, physically being aligned, my body needs to be healthy in order to produce the things that I want to produce, create everything that I want to create but also financially to make everything possible. If there was no finances for me, hey, this everything we're doing here, it takes money. It takes, you know, we have to, <laughs> we need to invest money into this to to be able to produce that. If there was no money, none of this would have happened. So if I sit all day under a tree and hope for the things to fall on my lap and be spiritual all day, nothing, nothing is going to change, trust me. And um, so for all of this, I do believe I need to be aligned physically. I, I want to be a good father. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a financially successful business owner, but also have an impact on other people with what I create and what I do and what I, what I build in my businesses. So um, going back, I asked myself, hey, what is it that I want for myself and my family, but also for my businesses moving forward? And this is basically what happened, right? I said for myself, I want to create everything that comes in a business or business project to have an impact in one way or another in other people's lives. I want to create, is it for, is it for other people as like, you know, as a, as a single a person as a person in itself or for other businesses that can pro- that can benefit from the services and products that I create and this is basically what I'm doing today all the business projects that I have or I'm 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 part of I'm partner co-owner co-founder these are all businesses that impact other people either their personal life or their businesses because it's a B2B um, B2B service or, or a product. So, but this came all to me when I was going to a really hard time in my life and I decided to let go of the things that were not aligned with who I am and those things I hold on to for a long time because I also wanted to say to myself and to prove to myself 
but not only to myself, also to others, that when I start something, I get it to somewhere, and then I decide to stop it. I don't, I don't stop it because it, because it was hard. I don't stop it because it was challenging. I stop it because I decided that it was not for me, and I took it somewhere, okay? I also wanted this to be a to be a um, proof to myself that I keep pushing through hard times, that I keep pushing through challenges, and I don't give up when when things become hard. Because guess what? If I give up when things become hard, then I'm gonna repeat it all over again and again in the next project, the next after that, and the one after that. It just becomes a pattern, right? So I push through. Good news, I push through. I push through. I got it to somewhere where I was like, okay, we 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 didn't get to that goal of a um, million net profit by far not. But I also got to somewhere where at least I got my investment back. And, um, you know, when I say investment, I mean money investment, not time investment. And... I would also retrospectively, I would say I also got my time investment back, not monetary, but from the lessons that I learned, which I'm which I'm pouring into the projects that I'm in, that I'm that I'm uh, involved right now, which this one, the immigrant entrepreneurs, is one of them, and I'm gonna build a massive future not only for myself, but for everyone else who is involved in this project, but also, most importantly, for the audience that we're, and for the community that we're creating, right? And looking back, I'm so freaking grateful for all the challenges that I went through because if it wasn't for that, I would not be here. I mean it and I know it. I would not be where I am. And if it, if it feels like I'm bragging about, you know, ah, oh, this, this. No, it's not. The only reason I'm sharing all of these experiences is because I know there is someone looking into this camera who is going to benefit from what I'm saying here, who is going to benefit from what I'm sharing here with the audience. Because again, I believe it is my calling to step up here and talk about the things that not so many people want to talk about, okay? And I'm glad that I have a wife and a family that is supporting me. Without them, I have told my wife so many times, and baby, if you're listening to this, without you, I would not be able to do a fraction of what I'm doing, okay? So then I went through all of this and I was like, hey, and it actually came to me. The immigrant entrepreneurs came to me through a through a phase that I was going through a um, challenging time that I was questioning everything within me and around me, everything. It was also during a time that I was, that I was um, stepping to the next phase of my life, meaning it was close to my 50th birthday, okay? And I was questioning everything. I was like, hey, what is it, the life that I want? What is the life that I want to create myself? but also for my family, but also for the community that I'm surrounding myself. So, and of course, the immigrant entrepreneurs came to me and, you know, it had been always in front of me, but I couldn't see it. 
and through the podcast, through the community that we're building, other doors opened up. And I was like, again, these opportunities have been always in front of me, but I could not see them, number one. I also could not step into them because I was not sharing my mission and my my um, excitement for what I was doing with other people who also have been very close to me. So the moment I opened up myself, they started coming back to me with ideas and opportunities, which then became business projects, okay? And I, the more I think about that, the more I realize, hey, none of this is about me any longer. Everything that I'm part of, I'm basically a vessel to create the things that I'm creating with support and help of other people, but also for other people. So I'm basically I'm basically a bridge, a tool, whatever we want to call it, that is combining, you know, two two parts to create something that is meant to be created for the, for for other people to benefit. And it feels so freaking good when I do this. It feels so amazing. Whenever I one of the most beautiful things other than spending time fa- family time is when I leave this podcast studio. Seriously. When I when I go home, it is I'm sitting in the traffic, I'm reflecting on it. It's so freaking amazing. Oof. It's so freaking amazing and it's such a beautiful experience because I know what we are creating here is going to change so many other lives. So, we love you Ali. Thank you Vince. Oh man, that is not and none of this None of this was planned, man. None of this was planned. So, and um, I'm not even sure if you can if you can plan something like this. So, this being said, um, let me tell you about a little bit about what's coming next. What's coming next, and what is amazing, and all the great things that are happening, and excite me to get up in the morning, guys, because this takes so much energy. And it takes, it takes, it's, it's again, it's hard work, but when you do it and when you tap into it, when you're dialed in, you go for it. When you get up in the morning, you're like, I'm going to run through walls no matter what's in my way. And this is literally what I'm feeling. You know, sometimes I ask myself, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, no, man, this is, this is, this is all about what my life is about, you know? This is all about what life is about in general. We're all connected. We're all here to support one another. And when I, when, I, when I tap into this, nothing, I mean it, nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me from doing it. Okay, so talking about what's coming next. We're moving to Switzerland. I mean, no, stop. We're not moving to Switzerland. We're going to Switzerland because hey, I didn't, I didn't get to see that, uh, to say that. Um, guess what? My wife is pregnant. My wife is pregnant, and um, the baby is gonna be born in two months. So um, this was, this was, this happened literally a few months later. My wife comes to me and she's like, "I'm pregnant." I'm like, "Hallelujah." But hey, hold on. Am I gonna am I gonna get excited? 
or do we want to do all the checks and of course you know being having gone through it once you 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 know you want to control your excitement somehow to um to but i knew it and let me tell you one more thing all the time that i was going through i was connected to this baby i was connecting to this baby i always saw a girl i always felt it was a girl and guess what we're having a baby girl and um so my wife said hey you know um we had an amazing experience with our first child in switzerland and i have my family there i have my family so my wife said i have my family there i have my own family there and i would love to give birth in switzerland i said let's do it you know um so we're going to switzerland to to um for the for the delivery which is going to be in a couple of months i'm not going to say the exact date um so which is going to be soon this is actually the latest date that my wife could get on a um long haul flight because after that she would not um, be able to fly fly long distance so we're going there and um totally excited for the experience so i'm also feeling i'm also feeling how how would i describe it um i don't want to leave tampa man it's just easy i don't want to leave all these amazing people that i made made friends with and the momentum i'm really getting momentum on everything on the business projects that uh, i'm involved but also on the podcast and on the community that we're building with immigrant entrepreneurs i was like i don't want to leave i don't want to leave but then i also realized hey number one i'm not leaving anything i'm just physically moving from one location to another which is definitely not a new thing for me that's number one number two all the thank god all the business projects that i'm involved in i will be able to to um to keep doing what i'm doing even when i'm in switzerland because thank god with technology we're able to um to do everything from wherever we are today of course it takes a bit more discipline when you're not there physically but um it's possible and i'm definitely as i said as much as i'm dialed in and focused i have zero doubt that i'm not going to keep momentum for um for my business projects of course physically i don't get to be around these amazing people and this this um this supportive community that i have been here in tampa but hey guess what i will i will connect with them regularly and i make sure that we stay connected till um we come back so long story short we're going to switzerland by the time you're listening to this podcast i'll be in switzerland another amazing thing i'll record a few episodes in person in switzerland with immigrant entrepreneurs one of them who is an american who lives in switzerland and other people that i know also are um immigrant entrepreneurs that live in switzerland but are not originally from switzerland that's the beauty about this no matter where i go there are immigrant entrepreneurs living in this country so i can i can um talk to them and build the community and record another episode so this is that then again everything because we um we basically have nothing back home other than a few um stuff that 
that we have put in my sister's house and my in-laws. Um, so we're going again through that, finding a place to live, getting a car, um, all the things basically, but because we're familiar with everything and I still have my my amazing connection and network there, things are a little bit um, easier. So we're going to Switzerland. I believe we will be there till the end of summer. We get to travel um, Europe a little bit, which I uh, missed, to be honest. Um, And, oh man, I had so many things to talk about. And, you know, when I look at... (laughs) When I look at the time, we're almost close to an hour, so I'll keep going for a few more minutes and also talk about the things that um, that are important to me. But this solo episode went by like that, and I didn't expect myself to get emotional to open up, to be honest, as, as, as much as I opened up. And um, yeah, so a couple of things. One, one big lesson I learned through the entire year that I was here, I was when I was seeing successful people, I was also oftentimes looking for reasons that they were successful. I'm burning so many so, so many calories here. I'm getting hungry. So they were I was looking for reasons that why they were successful because of the things that they had that I didn't have, okay? I explained that in a second because I was also trying to look for excuses to not allow myself to have the level of success that these folks had. Okay. For whatever reason it would be, oh, they're Americans. They can do a podcast. They can have these millions of subscribers, listeners, audience. You know, they went to this to this um, elite school, that's why they became this. And then when I realized that, I flipped the whole thing, okay? I was like, hey, if I can look for reasons why they had something that I didn't have, I can flip the whole thing and also look for reasons that they had in their entrepreneurial life but also personal life to give up on something. Because all of them basically went through so many challenges and they kept pushing and they didn't give up. They keep doing the things that it needed for them to do to take them to where they went after, to where they are today. And guess what? If I'm looking for those reasons, I can also look for those reasons. And instead of looking for excuses, I now look for reasons why I can be successful or even more successful than them, okay? Because And whatever success means, right? Because guess what? Whatever I get to focus on, my brain is going to find reasons to prove it to me that I'm right, okay? So regardless of what, what I want to focus on, my brain is going to prove to me right, okay? So now I flip the whole thing, and I'm looking for reasons why... They succeeded, and I look for the same reasons why I can succeed. And I look for the reasons why they had so many reasons to give up. They had thousands of reasons to give up on the, on the things that they, they were pushing through, and they didn't give up. Now, 
I also look for reasons why I should push through and why I can push through and why I am pushing through. And guess what? One of the reasons is because not about it's not about me. It's other it's about other people that I can have an impact on. Okay? So that was one of my biggest maybe I explained it a little bit complicated, but for me it's so freaking simple. Okay? And that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in my last year being here. Because in the beginning, I was always looking for reasons why these other folks could do it and I could not do it. Now, I look for reasons that they they could have stopped and they didn't stop. And I have some things that I have that nobody else has and I can keep pushing through and I am pushing through. Okay? So this is that. Um, other than that, this is the land of opportunities. And if I didn't believe it enough when I came here, I do believe it more than enough now because I got to see it. I got to experience it. That's number one. Number two, I also do believe no matter where we are, we get, we get to create the opportunities for ourselves. Okay? Again, it's about finding excuses or finding reasons why we can do the things that we want to do, right? And we will find both. So, and another lesson that I learned is being intrinsic driven versus being extrinsic driven. And I say, I say in a minute what that means. But the reason I learned that is because I experienced it again myself. So, when I'm internally focused on the things that I have and make me happy, then I'm not longer chasing whatever is outside, outside because there is always something outside there that I don't have, I don't possess, I don't have in my mind whatsoever. But when I'm focused on the things that I have, now I'm focusing on the gain. So there is an amazing book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan, he talks about all the things that we have versus the things that we don't have, being focused on the things that we have. And that doesn't mean we're not expanding, we're not, you know, we're not after achieving more, doing more, creating more. No, but it's also focusing on I'm happy right now versus I'll be happy when, I'll be happy then. No. I'm happy right now, and I get up, I do all the things that I have to do, right? So um, that was another big lesson, and and um, and going through all the things with my, you know, with the with the experience with the miscarriage, but also experience with the challenges in the business. I also learned that you cannot you cannot force things to happen. You have to do everything that you can, but then you need to have faith that everything comes in place, falls in place, while you're taking action, while you're having faith, and everything is going to be okay. Also, another thing that I learned from doing all these interviews, when I asked these successful entrepreneurs, hey, what is the one thing that you can, that you can, would tell your younger self if you would go back? Back in time, you know what I get to hear the most? To worry less. To worry less and to enjoy the moment a little more. 
And this is basically what I'm taking away for myself from all these amazing interviews is to enjoy the moment, to keep creating and expanding, but also to be in the moment because the only thing that we're not going to get back is this moment, is this intimate moment that I'm having with you, all of you out there, that I opened up about all the things that I experienced, right? This moment is gone. The moment you watch this, this is gone. Or you go watch replay of this, this is gone. The experience, the intimate experience I'm having in this room, literally that no one else is here other than Vince, my producer and myself, and you all out there, this is such a unique experience. And nobody is going to be able to give this back to me. So I better enjoy it. I better be here. You know, have you guys have you guys said to yourself, oh, the, the, the good old days. Hey, guys, the good old days are here and now. So let us experience. And the only thing that is holding us back from experiencing the good old days that are right now is us, is what's going on between here. It's us not willing, not being, not being able to allow it to ourselves to experience it. Okay? So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, although it was emotionally emotionally um, very intense for me. But I really enjoyed this solo episode, and I do believe I'm going to do more. And hey, by the way, guess what? We, um, we are now officially in the top 10% of the podcasts because 90% give up before they hit the 10th episode. Okay, so we released the tenth episode. We're far, we're far. We have a few more episodes in the in the pipelines that are already recorded. So um, yeah, top ten percent. All I focused on was to get to this place with the podcast. When I started, I didn't want everything to be perfect. Everybody told me, "Hey, ninety percent of the podcasters give up before the tenth episode." I said, "All right, that's what I'm going to go for." All I want is to get to that 10th episode. And now we are beyond that. And this is thank, thanks, thanking to you guys because without the audience, I would still have done it, to be honest. I would still have done it. But I really appreciate you coming here and watching this um, these interviews. Well, although this one is not an interview, but watching the content that, that we're putting out there because that's you are the base, basically the reason where we are doing this. So um, I'm wrapping up because I see we're running out of time. And um, yeah, I hope you got you got some sort of experience, uh, of, of um, benefit from this um, episode. And there is something that, you know, you can take away. And if you do so, then please go and... Um, Share this episode with other people, subscribe, like, comment, um, because this is basically the only way we can get the word out there. And everything is bootstra- bootstrapped. We don't have sponsors. We, run, we don't run ads. Everything is bootstrapped, and we need your support to get in front of more people, eyeballs and ears. And, um, yeah, I, um, warm thank you from my heart to yours. Thank you for being here, giving me your time and um, attention and listening and watching this episode. And God bless you all. That's a wrap.